Welcome to The Vital Podcast, where church revitalization is vitally important. Thanks for tuning in for proven and practical resources to help lead your church toward the fullness God has for them. This is a show where we not only come alongside to motivate you on your leadership journey, we give you tactical strategies to implement on your way to church health and growth. And now here's your host, Canon Mark Eldridge. Well, hi, and welcome to this episode of The Vital Podcast. I want to wish you a happy new year, and I, I hope all of you out there listening had a great Christmas season, uh, great Christmas Eve, worship services, and times with your family. Of course, as Anglicans, if you're an Anglican out there listening, you'll you'll know that we are actually still in Christmas season, at least as of the recording of this. Uh, I'm not sure when you're listening to it, but but uh, the recording, we're still, it's early January, and we're uh, still technically in the Christmas season, although the culture moves on so quickly, as as we all know, into the new year and other things. But but uh, speaking of being still in the season, I uh, I had the opportunity to fill in at the church I attend. I'm a member of here in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, as a preacher this past Sunday, uh, which is, as an aside, it's funny to me. I'm, uh, I was a rector for 15 years uh, uh, here in Jacksonville at a different church, and you know, it's, you always, as rectors, they push push hard through Christmas and get through Christmas Eve, and then want to have a break from preparing sermons uh, right after Christmas. And so, I'd always ask you know other people, other clergy, or my deacon, or somebody to fill in on the Sunday or two after Christmas. Well, anyway, so but I just get a kick now. Now I'm, I'm the fill in guy uh, at my church, so I get to do the Sundays that that. The rector doesn't necessarily want to do, uh, but again, it's, it's funny and it's a great opportunity. And I, I was happy to to preach, and particularly it was we were we focused on. And I don't know what every church did, but we focused on the the, the holy name Sunday and the election, the readings for the holy name. And uh, many of your churches might have done the same. It was, and it was great. It was just fun. But I, I was particularly interested in preaching about that, or maybe you you preached on this, or or if you're a lay person, you in church and heard. Heard this the focus uh, this past Sunday um, on um, on the holy name and I, where I focused was just on the the clarity of the message. It was just it's just it's just so clear by God what Jesus came to do. There's like it's like God just knows how how uh, as sinners we can just screw things up and get things wrong and twist things and miss things and make things into something it's not supposed to be with when it comes to our faith and Christianity. And it's like, God's like, I want to be abundantly clear what Jesus' birth is about, why he came. Uh, so name him this, and this is what his name means, uh, of course, which means God saves. He, he came to save. And in, in Luke's gospel, you know, just said, name, she named him Jesus, Mary named him Jesus as she was told to in Matthew's gospel, uh, in Matthew one twenty one. It was G, uh, jo, it was Joseph who got the the message of to name him Jesus there in that verse, and and it spelled it out even more clearly. It's it's not just Jesus God saves, but it's it's name him Jesus because he will save people from their sins, <laughs> and so God God sent his son Jesus uh, to save people from their sins, and just again. Uh, just abundantly clear what what he came for. Uh, one of the comfortable words uh, in our 
traditional liturgy, First Timothy one fifteen too. Just again, to, uh, Paul Paul said it so clearly in that that verse where he said, "Here is a trust, trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance: Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners." Uh, so uh, again, I just had fun when I was preaching on this. Just just making it so clear that God made it so clear, sent a clear message that Jesus is about came to save sinners. And and obviously that 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 now he's died and rose again for the forgiveness of our sins, ascended to the right hand of the Father, sent the Holy Spirit at Pentecost. It's now uh he continues to save sinners through his body, which is the church. And so we're 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 how he continues uh, to to fulfill his his mission to save sinners, I, I often talk about that the church is God, God's plan A for saving sinners in the world today is the church, and particularly the local church, and uh, that's plan A. And there is no plan B. We're we're it. We're the plan, and so it's just so important that we be about His mission to continue to see sinners cut off from God in their sin. Saved, not only saved for the promise of heaven, but saved and having a relationship with Him now, and to be sanctified and transformed um, in this life until He comes back or we go to be with Him. Anyway, you know the idea. So I was just just having been on thinking about that this past Sunday, preaching on it. It seemed like a great place to start the uh, this new year, twenty twenty two, as we talk on this vital podcast about revitalizing our churches. One of the key aspects. Uh, one of the five key aspects of being a healthy, vital church is is evangelism, is mission, is the, the V in the vital acrostic, if you've listened to this podcast before, you'll know, is um, a vision for evangelism. And so if you want to have a healthy church, uh, if you want your church to revitalize, if you want your church uh, to grow, it needs to be healthy. And one aspect of that health is to have a clear vision for evangelism and be doing evangelism, reaching the lost and seeing sinners in your community saved and brought into the community of faith, the church, his body. So I just thought to think about that with you today on this on this podcast a little bit, press into that, this idea, this important, the, one of the five vital areas. Uh, and so, so let's just talk about that for, for a few minutes here today. Uh, and, and what are you thinking about uh how you're doing vision for evangelism in your church this this year and how, what can you do this coming year? I'd love to hear your ideas and what you're doing out there. So uh, before I forget to say this later, just you're always welcome to email me at mldridge at americananglican.org and uh, tell, me, tell me what you're doing out there that's working. And I'd be happy to share that uh, on this podcast and then writing and other things. But anyway, so I know, I know a lot of you are out there doing it, but let's talk about it. Vision for evangelism. Of course, the vision for evangelism comes out of the Great Commission, among other places. Uh, like, his name is Jesus, who God saves. He came to save sinners. But but he he commissioned us in the Great Commission. And his, in uh, Matthew's version of the Great Commission, it says, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you, and I will be with you always to the very ends of the age. He's with us in this going. But the but the emphasis at the beginning is go. You've got to go um, to those who don't yet know Jesus, who's the go to those sinners who he came to save. 
And it specifically says, go to, go to all peoples, go to, go to all nations, all people groups. And so, so it's, there's all sorts of people groups out there in, in, uh, in the world, uh, all sorts of people. There's different peoples uh, around your church and your community that God uh, may be calling you to go to. And the question usually is that we emphasize in revitalization here at Anglican Revitalization Ministries is, is for your church to identify who specifically um, in uh, who, what unchurched people group, so to speak, thinking in missionary language, what unchurched people group, uh, what group of sinners out there who need Jesus in, are in your community around your church that God wants you to be the church that goes to. Uh, you might not be able to reach everybody in your community, uh, but there are certain peoples, people groups out there that God wants you to be the church that goes to and another local church might down the street might go to a different people group and another local church might go to the different people group in your community and through every local church being obedient to 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 the specific people group that God is calling them to go to everybody will be reached. So again, in your church, who are the specific people? I love um, and again, you got the 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 emphasis in today's culture is you can't just hope that they show up. Uh, we, you know, a better sign's not going to get them to come into the door, um, but we've got to figure out how to identify them and then go to them. Uh, I talk about this a lot in the revitalization work and revive seminars and and coaching and probably already on this podcast in different times. But but um, I I love John four as Jesus' example. He came to save sinners. That's what he came for. And he modeled that, obviously, in his life. But in John 4 is a great example of that with the woman at the well. And at the beginning of John 4, uh, it says that Jesus had to go through Samaria. He was in Jerusalem and was going to go up to Galilee. And it says he had to go through Samaria. Well, if you know, if you know anything about the geography of Israel and, and, uh, and how Jews often went to Galilee from Jerusalem— you'll know that they didn't have to go through Samaria. In fact, they'd often go around, down and around uh, to Samaria to avoid it. They didn't want to be around those those unclean people, that, 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 that people group, those sinners, so to speak. And so, but it says in John 4 that Jesus had to go through Samaria. Well, he didn't physically have to, so the question is, why did he, why did he have to? Uh, well, the answer is because he had to to be obedient to his mission, which was to save sinners. So he went to where there were people who needed to hear the message, uh, needed to hear the truth, the gospel, the good news, uh, to where they were. So he, he went through Samaria intentionally uh, to be on mission. Uh, and so, and again, I won't go through the whole story, uh, save that for another time, or if you bring me into your church to talk about these things in a seminar, I'll Talk about it more, but the but but you know then he continued to obviously uh, meet the woman, and engage her, and she came to faith and told the community and the whole town. Many of the in the town came to faith in Christ. So, at any rate, he the point for this morning or for this this podcast today is that it's the going to. He identified a people group, the Samaritans, and he went to where they were in order to engage and uh, and share the share the gospel. So how how is the question is is always for for churches is how, how is your church doing that and who who are the people that you've identified have you identified um, a people group and and if you have what are you doing to connect with them um, where they are in order to share the gospel and then hopefully bring them 
to saving saving relationship with Jesus and into the church family to make them disciples. I, I often talk about you know as, as individually we're called to do that too, having people in our lives that we go to, and I I often use the example of um, uh, how as a priest I you know can often just spend most of my time in the church, and so. As, if you're a clergy out there, it's really easy for us to not be around unchurched people, and we have to be in, real intentional about doing that. And so for me, one of the ways I've often done that uh, and still do that is through cycling. Um, it's just something I'm going to do anyway, so I try to do it with, I try to ride my bike with uh, people who don't necessarily know Jesus. Some do, some don't. And so I, I am around them, I identify which are the ones that don't know Jesus and and you know, begin praying for them and building relationship and looking for opportunities to share. I often talk about my uh, relationship I built with a guy named Marty who was able to lead to the Lord after about six years. But uh, today I want to mention uh, a friend of mine named Charlie, partly because it's a good story about Charlie's coming to the Lord, uh, but also as an example. But but sadly, Charlie... uh, uh, passed away just um, last or a week or so ago, and his memorial service is this week that I'll be attending. So it's just fresh on my mind. I'm a little just personal moment here, a little sad about it today. But but praise God, he he knew Jesus and is with him uh, more fully today. But so Charlie, uh, I was, it's one of the cycling. I was part of this beer team, riding with this beer team of cyclists, and and uh, they. They knew I was a priest, but we didn't really talk much about that. I didn't talk much about it, but I identified, you know, several of the guys I rode with who, who, um, who weren't Christians. And one of the things I teach about evangelism that I learned from somebody else, but is it's you know using the fishing analogy is you want to identify who the the fish quote unquote are the people are, and then you 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 assess their receptivity level to the gospel. So you know someone might be. Man, I, I get to know them. They don't know the Lord, but I can tell they're really close to to wanting to believe in and being saved. And then there's others who are like, man, they're they're really far from having anything to do or wanting anything to do with Jesus. And so, so you kind of assess where people are in their receptivity levels, and then you uh, approach them differently accordingly. So, so Charlie was someone who I assessed was was far from God. He, I mean, he his lifestyle was such where he was. Um, well, it was a you know fast life, so to speak, <laughs> and uh, kind of a wild wild lifestyle. And um, been married several times, and was single, and just you know partied a lot and things like that. So so uh, and then meanwhile, uh, Marty, I identified as someone who was nearer to to the Lord or more open to to Jesus. So I was kind of focused more on Marty, and you know engaged with Charlie, but I wasn't really getting to know him that well. We kind of rode together. So long story short, which again, if you've ever listened to these podcasts or me speak, means you know that that means nothing. I'll just keep telling a long story. But but um, but Charlie, uh, meanwhile, uh, well, I had I had a personal crisis that happened, and so I was t- telling my cycling friends about it, and Charlie reached out to me and said, "Hey, you know, I'd be happy to talk to you about this if you ever want to talk about it." And we exchanged phone numbers, and I, in my my mind at the time, was like. You know, thinking you're the last person I would ask for help about a personal issue, um, based on what I know about your your own lifestyle. But but okay, thanks. And we exchanged numbers, and and that was that was fine. Well, um, about a week later or so, I get a call early in the morning from Charlie, 
and he he's in a he's in a crisis of his own, and I won't go into those details. But he he said, "You're the only person praying person I know. You're the only person who I know who really believes in Jesus, and and I need prayer. And uh, would you pray?" And um, and he had a relative in the hospital, so I, I went down and prayed with him, and and um, and through that. Um, his reaching out to me, he came back to the Lord. He had gotten saved, um, you know, kind of walked the aisle in a Baptist church many, many years ago, but it, you know, hadn't really took, so to speak. So he had the sense of Jesus, you know, what salvation was about. But this was the moment where he, he realized he really needed the Lord in his life. And so he, he committed his life to Jesus and started coming to church and, and um, never looked back. He became a very active member in our church and and uh, uh, faithful leadership, and helped with our celebrate recovery ministry, and helped many and the others others in their faith. So it, it just it was just. But the point of that is that because I intentionally put myself around um, sinners, looking for opportunities, God when the door opened, uh, God opened those doors often through painful things, and you know I was able to be there to point uh, uh, Charlie to. To Jesus and Jesus saved him. So, and his life was transformed. So, at any rate, we're thankful for his life. But, but it's just one of many examples of how how that works. So, how are you doing that? Is the question in 2022? Do you have have you identified people in your own life that are, are sinners in need of saving that you can go to and be around and build relationship and individually and then as a church? In the, in the last episode of the Vital Podcast. If you'd listen to it at the end of the end of the year, I talked a lot about making goals and having goals for the new year. And so, if you haven't already identified goals for your church um, or personally, but I'm thinking now for your church in terms of the vital areas of church health, if you if you haven't identified another area to focus on this year, then I want to encourage you to 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 say let's let 2022 be the year that our church really focuses in on this. Uh, vital aspect of church health and and this vision for evangelism and identifying a particular people group out there in our community um, that we can start reaching reaching to and figuring out how to how to reach uh, to and of course I, I, I'm bouncing around here but obviously you want to do that in your personal life all the time as well um, if you if you if you don't even know where to start on uh, identifying a, uh, an unchurched people group out there some Sinners who need saving in your community. Uh, one one tool that I've I've recommended and I've, uh, churches have found helpful is is something from uh, Tom Rayner's ministry um, called Know Your Community, and uh, you can find that at churchanswers.com. Uh, go to churchanswers.com and you can you know click around. I think it says demographic study or something like that. Um, but but the the tool is called Know Your Community. And it's one hundred seventy five dollars and it just gives you a ton of information to sort of being able to kind of look at the demographics and and what what's also called psychographics of, of, of your community and knowing kind of who who are the people there what are their what are their problems what are their felt needs and those kind of things that's one way another way uh, to get you started uh, on identifying somebody so we'll we'll keep talking about that in these podcasts um, uh, but I just encourage you to move forward in that area and identify some some people. If you already know, then then what are some things you can do to try to connect with them relationally uh, this year? Some uh, ministry, a program, an outreach. Um, if you tried something, you're trying something that's not working. Well, 
maybe scrap that and try something else this year. Uh, but just keep going and keep going until the, the Lord just um, blesses that those those efforts. Uh, in a future podcast, hopefully the next one or not the next episode soon, I'm going to be also have on uh, as a guest my good friend Sean Jecko, who's an expert in in identifying uh, your community and understanding your community and and knowing your community too. So so I'll have him on and we can talk about this more and learn some things from him. So keep keep checking back to these vital podcasts. Another thing, last real quick, just sort of shameless plug here is that um, that we have at the at the American Anglican Council and our Anglican Revitalization Ministries a uh, evangelism video study called Re- Rediscovering Evangelism that was designed to to help particularly for personal evangelism for you and members of your church other members to kind of get more comfortable with the whole idea of personal evangelism and friendship evangelism. So so it's, it's designed, it's a video-based um, study where you can watch a video with discussion questions for groups. So you, I highly recommend it's something you could do during Lent, for example, or maybe during Easter season if you already have Lent plans. Uh, but, but have the church in small groups or on a Wednesday night program or however you do that. Uh, watch the videos and uh, and do the discussion questions just to, to grow grow more comfortable with the idea of doing evangelism and hopefully start to do it do do it more and it's free and you can find it on our website um, AmericanAnglican.org where where we keep our videos. Well, anyway, that's enough for today. Well, I just want to God, say God bless you and encourage you to just with with uh, faith and knowing Jesus is with you uh, to really press into and grow in this area of vital uh, vision for evangelism and make sure this this vital area of church health is is healthy in your church because if you're if you're healthy in all the other areas but you're not actively pursuing the the V and the vision for evangelism and aren't healthy in this area you won't be healthy and you won't see the growth that God wants for your church and you want as well well, as always, if you want to talk to me directly about these things or would like help thinking about these things, uh, again, feel free to email me at mldridge at americananglican.org. Set up a call and love to talk to you about this or maybe even come to your church and work with you more directly through our, our Revive uh, ministry. Well, God bless you, and we look forward to uh, being with you on our next Vital Podcast. You've been listening to The Vital Podcast, a podcast of Anglican Revitalization Ministries a division of the American Anglican Council. Be sure to share this podcast with other Anglican pastors and lay leaders who are also on the journey to church health. For more information on Anglican Revitalization Ministries and all it has to offer, be sure to visit www.churchrevive.org.